Welcome everyone to the Ove Torah, Daf Today's shiur is Daf Nun Gimel. We will begin on Nun Bet Amur Bet at the bottom of the page at the two dots. So the the Mishnah had said Sabal et Ketoret. Did you take off the waiting room? Yeah. Okay. Sabal et Ketoret. You pile the Ketoret. On top of the coals. So basically, we're talking over here when the Kohen Gadol is already in the Kodesh Kodashim. And he has to, he put, already put down the coals in between the two poles, which of course is not in between the actual poles. We figured out that meant in between where the poles would have been a few hundred years ago when we had the first person we And after you put down the coals, you have to pile the Spices on top of the coal so they can get burnt and give up smoke. Okay. Says the Gemara, Tanan Kiman de Amar Sibura. We learned in our Mishnah, like the opinion that says that he piles it. If you remember, there were two opinions in the previous Mishnah how the Kohen Gadol will place the Ketorah on the coals. Does he place the Ketorah on the coals spread out? This way it goes immediately all over the whole much more thing, or is it a slow release? When you pile it, it's a slower release because the part of the ketorah that's piled high is not burning until the, the what's underneath it burns. So is the, so we see over here in our Mishnah that the fact that is we pile it on top of the coals, you see that we're going like that opinion. Now, how you pile it, now once we're saying that you pile it, we didn't say how to pile it. The Mishnah just said pile it. The details of the piling will now come up in a brighter. Let's, po- let's focus on that. Tani Chada, one brighter said, Sobra Pinima You start off piling it on the inside, which is outside for him. Which means, the question over here is, when you're piling it, we're assuming you're not piling it in one little pile. We're assuming the pile is going to be a long pile. And if you start with a long pile, do you start with the pile on your side and go out? Or do you start with the outside and pull in? You got the question? He wouldn't burn himself in the coals. Oh, that's coming up soon. Yes, good. Thank you. Says the Gemara. Tani Chada once says, Sobra Pinima, you start off on the inside of the room, which is the outside for him. But Tanya a different writer says, so Rachuti, you start off outside for the room, which is the inside for him, and you go out. So one says you go like this, one says you go like this. Correct. Amar Abaya. So Abaya says, now you would have thunk that maybe there's a machloka, which one's right? Is one right number one right, or right number two is right? One girsa must be wrong, one girsa must be right. The Gemara is saying no. Tanahi is actually the machloka. Tanim is actually machloka, which way he's supposed to go. Amar Abaya. Mistabra, it's logical. like the one who says, that you start on the inside, which is the outside for the Kohen. Why? Because we learned. We teach the Kohen before he goes in, he's ahead, be careful. Don't start in front of you, because you can get burnt. It seems like. If you start in front of you, you're going to have to move your hands with it, and your hands will be going through the... You start in the back, you know. Oh, the, you're not going to see where your hands are going. Through the smoke, and you can get burned. Therefore, start further out, and you move in. That's what they're saying. So, 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 so therefore, it's logical that we go like that, Rabbi. Okay. 
Tanu Rabbanan. We went to the Brighton. Pasuk says, V'natanet hektorit ala esh l'fnei Hashem. So you put the Torah on the fire in front of Hashem. Shelo yitaken mibachutz v'yachnis. That means that you're not allowed to prepare the Torah outside and go in with it. You can't just put the Torah on the coals outside and walk in while it's on. Uh-huh. Go against, take out of the hearts of the Sidukim, because they say, Taka, you should put the Ketorah on outside and go in with it. My Darish, where they get that from? It's like they have their own bit that should do this anyway. Well, they, they hold that our bit is right, and they want to go in our bit and do it the right way, not the way we're doing it. They're going to switch it to the right way. So they can actually just go inside bit No, they can't, but if they could get a secret Kohen Gadol, who is a secret Siduki, and we get him, get him elected, or get him, we hire his way in. We get things done our way. That's why they make the guy swear. We said in the beginning, they make the guy yeah. swear he's not going to change because the guy might be a closet snooky coming to do, coming to finally fix what everyone's been doing wrong all these times. You understand? We had it yeah, we had it. You weren't here for it. Okay. Wait. So, uh, if, if the, the snooky would be scared of a swear? Yeah, yeah. Swear because Suduki thinks that he's right. The Suduki thinks. That we know what's right, but they also know that Torah says you're not allowed to break your swear. They don't argue on that. So therefore, once they swear, then you got them. That's the plan. Okay? Now, why do they say? They say, you should do it outside and go in. My Darish, where did they get it from? Where, where, where did they get it from? Look inside, right? My Darish, where did they get this from? They must have got it from somewhere. Basuk says, Ki be'anan era el Because with a cloud of smoke, I will appear on the kaporet, which, you know, which means that Aaron has to come in with a cloud. Melamed, they learn. You should walk in with the cloud. How do you walk in with the cloud? First, put the stuff on it, then walk in. You see, look, all these rabbis are wrong. Okay. I mean, the rabbis told him, doesn't it already say before? Put the ketorah on the fire in front of Hashem. What does that mean in front of Hashem? Ya'ani, in the room, not before the room. What are you going to do with the Pasuk? The Pasuk already says before. You put the ketorah on the fire, lifnei Hashem. So, imken, if so, so then what are we supposed to learn from what do we do with the with the pasuk that the Sudukim are using? Mm-hmm. So the Gemara. We learn over here that you have to put Ma'ale Ashan onto it. Ma'ale Ashan is a special spice. Uh, it's like a plant that causes the smoke to go up in a special... Like straight up. Straight up, yes. So we learned that like, keep anan and eh, that means they have to make anan. You can't make it just. That was fluffy. like the secret ingredient. That's, yes, of that that's family. yeah, that's the secret ingredient for them. You have to put them on the ashana. That's what we're learning from it. Exactly. Right now. So, uminayin shino ten ma ashan. How do we know that you put malay ashan in it? Welcome Yosef. Shneimad vechisa. Anan HaKetoret at the Kaporet. It says that the Anan HaKetoret covers the Kaporet. Halonatan Ramale Ashan, or Shechisel Echad Mikosamim, Chayam Mita. Right? 
Now we already said how you, how you know you know you have to put malashar. We just said it from the kibanan. So we'll see what this is coming in a second. Okay. Eskma So we 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 want to teach him here bechisa ananagadvot that if you didn't put malashar in it or you're missing one of the spices chayav mita. If you go and missing one of the spices, you chayav mita. Eskma, why do I need a pasuk to tell you chayav mita if you're missing one of the spices in the ketoret? Why can't we say that he's Chayav Mita already? Because he went in for no reason. Meaning, let's say you have a guy who goes in with 10 ketorets instead of the, the, the right amount. Right? There's supposed to be 11 ketorets, the guy goes in with 10. So we have a pasuk that's saying, oh, you get, because you have the pasuk that says, right? You didn't put it. If you're missing one of the spices, Chayav Mita. So we're asking a question now. Wait a second. I don't need that. Anyone who goes into the bed to make the Kodesh Kodeshim for no reason is Chayamita. So he's Chayamita anyway because he, when you went with 11, forget about the fact that you went in with 10. You have anyway because you went in for nothing. Going in with 10 is like nothing. You didn't get that. Right? Oh, if a guy goes in with zero, right? If a guy goes in with zero, it's Chayamita. Right. Why? Because he went with nothing. This guy went with 10. 10 is zero. What do you mean 10, zero, or you put 10 other spices? No, because you might It's all think, the same. You might if you think. don't have, either you have all 11. That's for a reason. Or you don't have all 11, and that's not for a reason. So therefore, what do I need a pasuk to say? If you go in with not all of them, you're... Chayamita. I'm Chayamita anyway, because I went in for nothing. That's the question, Gemara. I'm Rav Shashat. You with us, Ivan, or no? Yeah. Basically, we have a pasuk that says that you chayav... I heard that, yeah. Basically, we have a pasuk that says that you chayav mita for going in with less than the right amount of spices. And we're wondering... Since going into Kodesh Kodesh is anyway Chayav Mita. Uh, okay. So this is already Chayav Mita. What do I need this for? Says the Gemara. I'm Rav Shashat. So answer number one is of Sheshit. Okay? Hachamaya Skinan Kigod Shagag Bi'avizid Bakhtara. The case is, it's a very interesting case, where he was by mistake walking into the Kodesh Kodesh How you by mistake walk in? Probably shivering on your way in. When we say mistake, it doesn't mean that it's really a mistake. It means that he didn't know that Yechayav Mita for going in. You have a Kohen Gadol who did not know that Yechayav Mita for going to the Kodesh Hashim for no reason. But he did know mm-hmm. that if you go in with the wrong amount, that you can't do the wrong amount of spices. So therefore we should know that the guy like this could get could get mita just for going in with 10 spices without, even though he didn't know he was going in for nothing. That's answer number one of Rosh Hashat. Okay? Answer number two. Rav Ashi Omer. I feel the Mizu. We don't have to make up a case like this where the guy doesn't know about Kogit yeah. Kodashim. I got a better case. Going to Ayil Shteh HaKetoret Achat Shilamah Vachat Chasera Abiyah Lo Machayev Daha Ayil Lele Shilamah so Rab Ashi has enough, he's, I have a better case. I don't have to make up a case where the guy's a dib and he doesn't know about not going to Kodashim that every single kid knows. I have a better answer. The guy knows everything. What? Yeah, yeah, he'll, he'll die even though it's a mistake because he's not a mistake about the 10. Since he knows about the 10, he'll die for the 10 even though he won't die for the going in, because he didn't know about that. Okay? 
That's answer number one. Answer number two is different. Answer was, he knows about everything. He forget this guy knows everything. But why? Why do I need a special pasuk? Because let's say a guy goes in with two sets of ketorets. Okay, mm. he goes in with one set of ketorets with all eleven, and one set of ketorets with ten, and he puts the eleven. He puts the ten. So on going in for nothing, he can't get killed. You know why? He went in with because he went in with something. He went in with eleven. So why could he get killed? He'd get killed because he put on the 10. Putting on the 10 is, is the only chayav mitah. He also put on the 11. I understand. So uh, you're not going to kill for putting the 11 on. Only for putting the 10 on. Extra yeah, the extra 10 makes you chayav. Good. Why would he want to do that? The guy, we don't know. The, why would he want to? If the, we need a pasuk that if it's a guy like, does it, he gets killed. That's like, so, okay, so why don't we also just make a pasuk for uh, if, a, if a guy decides uh, to, to walk in into the Beit HaMikdash for no reason, she also get, uh, makes no sense. Now you're asking questions. Why do we have pasukim for, for Averot that people don't want to do? It, it's like there's no reason. So you're asking it. like, why is there a pasuk that says that you're not allowed to drink blood? Who likes to drink blood? Yeah. So uh, why don't you write a pasuk about that? So... Yeah, well, that's what he's saying. Yes and no. That's okay, like, so those 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 questions are not strong, okay. because uh, to, again, we we can't we, we, we you know I, I know that you think that everyone in the world thinks like you, but there are people who have different ideas in mind. Like the Sidukim who had, had this thing, they want to do certain things, right? They want to well, the guy wants to walk in with one and on. Who well, knows what the, what the rabbi told him and he wants to do and he thinks that this is a Kabbalah thing to do that. We, we have no idea. We have to make halachot. The Hashem makes halachot and we just follow him. Next. Amar mor, uminayin shinoten ba'maleashan. We'll go back. We said before, how do you know you put ma'leashan? Tamulah v'chisa. Karalikla? Do we need a pasuk to prove another pasuk? We already had a pasuk why you need ma'leashan. Because ki be'anan and le'ala kaporet. Now you have another one that says v'chisa, anan and karalik kutoret. What do I need to pasukim for? Amar b'yosu haki kamar. Eli ela ale ma'leashan. Ikar ma'leashan minayin tamulah v'chisa. I need two pesukim for the following reason. Because there's two parts of this ma'le'ashan herb. One part is the leaf, and the other part is the root. So if I had only one pasuk, I would only know that you're allowed to use the leaf. How do we know you can even use the root? Tamudomar v'chisa. That's why I need the word pasuk v'chisa. I teach you you can even use the root. Amalei Abaya, so Abaya tells him, Va'iv katanya. It's the opposite. You're making it like the automatic one is the leaf and the second one is the root. It's the opposite. The root is the main one. Because we learned in the Brayta, he puts the root of Malayashan, then it goes up like a stick. Until it gets to the ceiling. Once the smoke gets to the ceiling, it goes down on the walls until the whole room fills with smoke. So that's a pasuk describing what happens in the in the Kodashim. But in the in the description, it mentions the roots. Doesn't mention anything about the leaf. So how can you say the main thing is the leaf? It looks like the main thing is the root. You're right, switch it. The, main, the, the first pasuk is teaching you about the root. But if I didn't have the pasuk chisa, I would have thought only root and not leaves. Mm. Comes to teach you, leaves are good. The other way, flip it. Okay. Now, it says the Gemara. 
Rav Sheshit Amar. Wait, so, but what does the leaf do? If the leaf also does, does the same thing that the root does. But you oh. would have thought that only the root. Only the root. Okay. Says Igmarah. Rav Sheshit Amar, Rav Sheshit says, Eli Ela Ohel Mo'etzer Midbar. According to the second reason, I only know that Ma'ale Hashan is necessary in the Midbar. Shiloh, Betul Miminayim. How do we know you need it for the Mishkan, which when it was in Shiloh, and the Mishkan, and the Bet HaMikdash? According to this, you need two Pesukim. Then you need Ma'ale Hashan for both. Don't, according to this Pshat of Rav Sheshet, you don't need two Pesukim for the root and for the leaf. You need two Pesukim, one for the Bet HaMikdash, and one for Ohel Mo'ed. So what does he do? Yeah, we're all talking about the root. Yes, according to this, it's all root, right? There's no leaf. You never leaf. Only roots. And well, but we need two. We need two pesukim because one is for the, the in the, during the midbar, and one is the later generations that you need. Where does he learn out the root from? From the original pasuk. The pasuk. Well, if we, said the, if we said once for the bet mikdash, once for shiloh. Anan teaches you. That you need a root in Midbar. Oh. And so we extend we it to Bet Mikdash from the Chisa. Why can't we also extend the leaf in the Bet Mikdash? Oh, we can only do one thing with it. Okay? We, we said the root in the first one. Says the Gemara. Hi, mi vichen yasel oil moera shuchen itam betoch nafka. But we already have a different pasuk that says. That whatever you do in the in the midbar, you do in the Beit Hamikdash. Because the pasuk says, mm-hmm. right? Rather change it. You're right. We don't need a pasuk to teach you for the rest of the generations. We need it like this. You might have thought you only have to put Malei Ashan on Kippur. How do we know the rest of the year you also need to put Malei Ashan? The Vechisa teaches you not just Kippur, also the rest of the year. Okay? That's answer, so that's answer number two. So answer number one was one for the root, one for the leaf. Answer number two now is one for Kippur, one for the whole, all 364 days a year. Answer number three, Ravashi. Chad the mitzvah, chad the akev. One is for a mitzvah, and the second Pasuk teaches you that not only is it a mitzvah, but if you didn't do it, it doesn't work. You got it? Mm-hmm. That's answer number three. Answer number four. One is to teach you the punishment that you get. And one teaches you that you're not allowed to do it. Often the Gemara, the Torah, whenever it tells you that you're supposed to get punished, it has two Pasukim. One Pasuk is there to tell you you're not allowed to do it. The second pasuk will tell you about what punishment you get if you do it. So here too, we have two pasukim. One teaching you that you shouldn't do it. And the other said telling you that you punishment. don't do it so you don't die to tell you that you die if you do, if you do, do it. Okay? Tanya, we learned in a bright This bright is going to help Rabba, the last fourth opinion. Rabba Lezer Omer, it says, Velo Yamut Onish. So you see that Veloyamut is the punishment and is the warning not to do it. Okay. You might have thunk that those two Pesukim were both said before Aaron's son died. 
תלמוד אומר אחרי מות שני בני אלון. רש"י after B'nai Aaron died. So you see that these Pesukim did not go before they died. You might think that both Pesukim were after they died. Tell me the one. It says, because, it says, which sounds like it's talking about after he died. Hashem warned them. The warning Pesuk was before they died and the honors was afterwards. My was it, wasn't Torah given before they had the Mishkan? No, not all of it. Oh, they only they only used to give certain parts. Some, yeah, some some come afterwards. Yes. Saying because otherwise they would have known the future. Right. Amar Rava Rava says Amar Kara Pasuk says Ki Bananei Re. Vaadai Lo Nirei. The Pasuk says Ki Bananei Re. I will appear. Vaadai Lo Nirei. But it didn't happen yet. So therefore, it's telling you that Hashem had not come to the Mishkan yet when they said the first Pasuk. So the Gemara says, well. If they didn't tell him the honest yet, so why do we punish Aaron's kids? They only knew they weren't allowed to do it, but they didn't know what the punishment was. Usually you have to get warned what it is. Uh. Like we went to the Brighter, Rabbi Eliezer, Rabbi Eliezer says, Lo metu b'nei Aaron al shahuru halacha, ela al shahuru halacha b'nei Rabban. The reason why they got punished is not because of Malay Hashan, but rather because oh they... Rule the halakha in front of the rabbi Moshe Rabbeinu without asking him. My dorush, what they dorush? It says, It says that Bnei Aaron will bring a fire on the Mizbeach. They learned that even though a fire is coming from you're supposed to bring your own fire. According to this, we're saying that it's really true. You're supposed to bring your own fire. And they're right. But they can't rule in front of the Rebbe. And therefore, for ruling in front of the Rebbe, they were Wow. Okay. And that they were warned about, technically, in the Torah? I hope so. Okay. <clears throat> we're now at the two dots on the bottom of Nun Gimel Amur Alf. We said about the Kohen Gadol that when he comes out of the Kodashim, he goes out the same way he came in. Okay? He, and that means he walks backwards. He walks out the same way he came in means he's got to walk backwards out of the place. 180 backwards. What? It's because of the 180 backwards also. Yeah, everything. Backwards. There was no light over there, right? There wasn't light in there? I'm just thinking about it. There was light except the light of the Kohen Two Probably had windows. There's no windows. Six feet. Uh, you, you, never, you ever heard there were windows in there? I don't think there's windows. Skylight, know. not even a skylight. I don't know. Otherwise, I never thought of that. I just want to know how many seats. But what really, really would be very dark then. Yeah. 
Because they can't, they can't keep on lighting torches. No one, no one's allowed to go in there. Then Yaman is saying maybe the only light is the coals. So how would he see when he's going in? Going out either. Well, going in, you have the coals. Oh, going out coals. is worse. Going out, yeah. Okay, let's go. I guess they they would test the route. Huh? You guys, it's a long dive. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Yosef has an appointment going on. Let's go. Come on. Uh, <clears throat> he goes out the way he came in. Where do we know this from? Shlomo came to the Bama, to the to the Mizbeach, which was in Givon, Mi Yerushalayim. He says, Givon Yerushalayim. So now what happened was, he went to this this altar and he made a thousand korbanot on the altar. Shlomo Melech. Okay? What is this? What is The two different cities. That's like saying he came to Philadelphia in Brooklyn. Philadelphia is not in Brooklyn, right? We can compare going to, from Givon to Yerushalayim to going from Yerushalayim to Givon. Just like when he walked from Yerushalayim, Shlomo was in Yerushalayim and he walked to Givon. Just like when he walked to Givon. His face was towards the Mizbeach the way he walked in. So too, when he walked out of Gibbon from the Bama, his face was still towards the, 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 the Mizbeach. That's how we learned from Shalomah Melech that when you leave doing a carbon, you don't turn around and give your back. You walk out with your face to it. I don't know if you ever seen some people when they go to the Aron Kodesh. They also walk out backwards. Yeah. They're getting it from this. From Shalom Melech. Should I step away facing the I don't know. I'll look into it, Ivan. Okay. 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 Uh, I, I noticed this tomorrow over here. I want, it's something I want to look up. I've seen people do it. Ne- I never actually saw it, saw it actually brought down. Oh, yes. Hold on. You know, well, in the Beit HaMikdash, it looks like. I'm not sure if it's a halakha nowadays. In the Beit HaMikdash, it's true. You'll, you'll see in a second. Let's see. Okay? So to the Kohanim, when they're doing Avodah also. In the Beit HaMikdash, they also have to walk back that way. Also, the Levi'im, when they do their Dukhan, which they, 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 they're going up to do their singing and the music, they have to also walk down backwards. And also, you see, the Yisraelim who stand there to do Ma'amad, which is to stand over the Korbanot, also they have to back out. They wouldn't turn their back and walk away. They turn their faces sideways and they go. Also, Talmud who leaves his Rebbe, he shouldn't turn his face away and go. Rather, he should turn his face and go. Now, this halakha of Talmid is actually brought down in Shulchan Ruch. So that sounds like a serious halakha when you walk away from Rebbe. I don't know if it's true by today's Hechal in Kohanim. Maybe. It could be, Ivan, it could be that when the Kohen goes up to the Duhan, like there's different halakhot if the Kohen actually walks up a couple of steps and, or if he's just on the flat ground. Could be if he walks up the steps, maybe that's like the Beit HaMikdash and he should have to 
walk away like that. I don't know. Like I know with taking off shoes, it's also come about, yeah, as a thing. You know, most rabbis require mandate shoes taking off. Chavadiyah is not taking shoes off, but only if you're on the ground. But if you're up on the Dukhan, then you then yeah. you have to be like the corner, you must take them off, for sure. Okay? And when he would leave Rabbi Yochanan, when Rabbi Yochanan wanted to go away, Rabbi would bow, standing in his place. So again, Rabbi Lezer is the student. Rabbi Yochanan is the Rebbe. When his Rebbe would leave him, the student would bow until his, until his Rebbe left, until he can't see his Rebbe anymore. When Rabbi Lezer would leave, he would walk backwards till he couldn't till Yochanan couldn't see him. That's when Rabbi Lezer would leave Rabbi Yochanan. Rava, now Rava is much much younger than Rabbi Yochanan. When he would leave his Rebbe, Rabbi Yosef, he would walk backwards. He would walk away from him until the heels, his legs were hurt from banging into the wall. Okay? Now, it's interesting that Rava would do this because it's a bigger chidush that Rava would do it, in my opinion, than Rav Lazar. You know why? He's much later. Not because he's much later. Because Rava's Rebbe, Rav Yosef, was blind. No. Didn't we say he got back his vision? No. Yosef was blind. And that means that the reason why you're doing it is not for your Rebbe. It's for you. Because when you give kavod to the Rebbe, the Rebbe doesn't need the kavod. You need to give the Rebbe the kavod. The Rebbe would rather not have the kavod. It's better, not good for the Rebbe's kavod. Not good for, for his gaiva. Bad for, you're hurting your Rebbe. But it's good for you. And that's why, even though his Rebbe didn't even see it, what's doing for my Rebbe? What's doing for me? That's the chidush. Okay? There's many, many gemarot about Rebbe Yosef being blind. Many gemarot. How he said, when I heard that people say that blind people are chayab mitzvot, I'm happy or not happy, it's all, it's all, it's all about Rebbe Yosef. And that's Rabbi's Rebbe. Okay? Didn't he, what's it called? Didn't he also lose his memory and then got it back or something? Or I don't know. Take a look. I'm on the hula of Yosef. They told him, Yosef, Haki Avid Rabbi, this is what Rabbi's doing. Because he didn't know. Inshallah, one day, you, he should be a, 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 a rabbi of the whole city. Okay? Amar Rabbi Alexandri, Amar Rabbi Shubhan Nabi. Hamid Palel, a person who prays to Hashem, he has to take three steps backwards. Then you say shalom. You have to bow down and then we'll walk backwards and say shalom. Once you walk three steps backwards, you have to stay there. Which means, you wait there till they start the Amidah. Good. Some say they get to Nakti, you have to stay there till Nakti Shach or till they start the Chazara. 
But, you know, people do that, right? Yeah. Good. Hatim rather than make up. That's interesting. Mashal tamin of tamin. Just like a student who leaves his rebbe. Im chozel atan. If he walk, if he steps back and he walks right away, do men lekev shavak yo. He's like a he's like a a dog who's uh, who's eating his vomit. Which means that if you back out, you're showing respect, and you walk away right away, it sounds like you're in a rush to leave. So you you showed respect, but then you killed it by walking away right away. Tanya mech. We bite like this also. If you pray, you have to walk three steps backwards. Then you say shalom. If you don't do that, it's better you didn't pray. Because you're showing disrespect to God, it's better you didn't pray. If you don't take the three steps backwards. In the name of Shemaya, they said, First you go to the right, shalom, then you go left, shalom. Okay. In to Hashem's right hand, Eshdalam. The Omer he pulled mitzidicha elif from Yunecha. It says he pulled mitzidicha elif, but avayim Yunecha. It says on your on your one side you should be on your left side a thousand will fall, and your right side ten thousand will fall. Which sounds like the right is more important. My veomer. What does it mean veomer? Vechitem uruchot emiltehu demitemet. Mean if you want to say it's normal to show something on the right. In other words, you might say, we ask you a question, if we have Mimino Eshdat Lamo, why do I need a second Pasuk? Answer, maybe you would think that the reason why Hashem gave us a Torah from the right side is because it's normal to give things on the right side. But from this Pasuk, we see that the right side is more stronger because there's 10,000 people on the right side and 1,000 on the left. Okay. Rav Chazin Abayi Dehaviyav Beresha. Rava saw Abaya that he was saying shalom to the right side first. You think it means your right side? No. I mean your left. Which is the right of Akash Which means that if you're opposite Hashem, your right is his left and his left is your right. So when we say on the right side, it means Hashem's right side, which is your left side. That's why Osir Shalom is telling you to do first your left and then your right. Because Shiviti Hashem the Zik Tamin, you have to always feel Hashem is opposite you. Okay. Rav Chazal Abayi Dayav Shalom Alimina Bei. We're going to Deva. Amal Rav Chia Bereid Rav Huna. Chazin Alul Abayi Rav De Pasi Leshus Bezop Kriyachat. I saw Abayi and Rav that they took three steps back. While they bowed the whole time, all three steps is while they were bowed down, which is what we do. Yeah. Okay, back to the Mishnah. We're at the two dots now. Enough with bowing. The Mishnah had said, He prays a short prayer when he's outside of the the Kodesh Kodeshim. My Matsli, what does he pray? Rav Barav Ada, Rabin Barav Ada, Ravayu Mishmed Rav Amri. These two rabbis said the name of Rav. This year should be rainy and hot. Why don't you say this? This is what the Quenadol says. Oh, okay. they said these are so it? Is it good for it to be hot? Who wants hot? Who doesn't? What? It's better than being cold. A hot summer? Who wants? Rather, they say, if it's going to be hot, 
Let it at least be rainy. Which means it's a hot year, you need more rain in order that the plants grow better. Number one, he, he says that the Kohen Gadol would say that the Jews should not lose the rulership from the house of Yehuda. He added two more things. Number one, that the Jews should not need each other for Parnassah. They shouldn't need Tzedakah from each other. And, and do not listen to the tefillot of the people who go on the road. Because the people who go on the road, if you're traveling, you don't want it to rain. So you pray it shouldn't rain. Uh. Meanwhile, the people need, need, need the Parnassah. They need to have, to have crops. So don't listen to the tefillot of the people who are praying for no rain. Chirina Mendoza, because he was going on the road, and it started raining. Amar, he said the following, He says, the whole world is happy, because it's raining. The rain stopped. When he got home, Amar, he said, Is everyone upset, and now Hanani is happy? The rain came back. What? Why would Hashem do that for him? So, the Ben Ishchai explains that he had no coat. So, so he was praying Hashem should spare him from it. And therefore he thought Hashem would give him a coat. But Hashem wanted to show him from Shemaim How, how, how beloved he is to Shemayim. So instead of doing it, he stopped the rain and put it back. Okay? Amar Yosef. So Rabbi Yosef says, look, the Kohen Gadol was praying in the Kodesh Kodeshim that you shouldn't listen to people to Ored Rachim, right? It didn't work for Chanina Mendoza because Chanina Mendoza prayed and stopped the rain. Okay? Says the Gemara. There was one Kohen Gadol who made a very long tefillah. The, the Kohenim wanted to walk in to check at him. They walked in while he was leaving. They said, why did you pray so long? He told them, well, you guys upset that I prayed about you guys? What's wrong? And I pray that Bethlehem shouldn't be destroyed. I'm alone. Don't do this. They told about the Mishnah that says that you shouldn't pray too long not to get everyone nervous. When you get people nervous, it's worse. Where was he when they came like, in? Did these guys go in? What? Did this guy go in? So nobody's supposed to go in. You just learned that. I think he was probably outside at that point. What? He's probably next to the Shukhan area. Yeah, they wanted to go in. Uh, it's interesting. What? It's interesting, by the way. They're quoting a Mishnah to him. Right? Now, quoting a Mishnah is an interesting thing because the Mishnah was written by Ridanasi. Ridanasi lived way after Beth Midrash was destroyed. Here's a Kohen Gadol coming out of Kodesh Kodeshim. Right? It's way before the Mishnah was written. And they're quoting him a Mishnah. How do they quote a Mishnah if there's no Mishnahs? The answer is that, like we said before, that all the Mishnah were done by Peh beforehand. Yeah. And the same Mishnah that we have was always was always Baal Peh, and they're quoting it to him, obviously. Okay? Good, let's go.
says the Mishnah. You ready, uh, Ivan, for this Mishnah? We're going to stop at the Gemara after we get to finish the Mishnah. Okay. Okay. Mishnital Aron. Once they took the Aron away, there was a stone that was there from the days of the early Nevi'im. It was called the Shitiyah, the foundation. It was three fingers off the ground. Yeah, the one we have. What? What's holding it? No, that's no, it was, that's how tall it is. Oh, that's it? Yes. And on it, he would put the shovel. The shovel would go on this rock. Okay. Natal et Then what happens after that? He takes the blood from the guy who's Hazit mixing it in the front, right? How does he take it? He goes together. Oh, when he goes out. Okay, not Hazit. Of course, it's a big zechut to do it, but whatever, right? Nichnas the makom shenichnas. I'm sure he's very happy. His arm feels like that. He probably is working out for for uh, hours beforehand, for for days and weeks beforehand, so he could be able to do it. Okay. He goes to the place where he went in, back to God's And he stands in the place where he stood before. And he sprinkles one time up and seven times down. The blood that he got, he brings back in the Kodashim, sprinkles one time so up. He goes in three times. Hold on. We get more than three times. We're not finished. I'm saying he goes inside the. Wait, 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 listen to the whole thing. Yes. So it's another time he's going in. Correct. So, well, I always told one time, now it's just adding up every day. One time means one day. I don't know about that time. When, you, when they told you in elementary school, Kohen uh, goes on once. Uh, they meant they goes in one day a year. They don't mean he goes in once the whole day. Okay? That's, next time, we, when you go back to third grade, you tell your baby, what do you mean? I know he goes in going once. in and out. I'll, I'll pull off an errand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when he sprinkles, he's not trying to get up or down. Rather, he's going like a whip. We're going to see what that means. We're going to say what it means. This I would count. Achat, one. One. The one up, he calls one. Achat, one up, one down, one and one. Achat, one and two. Achat, one and three. Achat, one and five. Achat, one and Achat, one and six. Yatzah, he would go outside. So now he, he had the blood of the bull that the guy was mixing. He finished sprinkling it. He leaves it on a can, on a, on a stand that was there. Okay, it's a golden stand that was there. Now, what happens after you leave it there? They bring him the seir, the goat. Shachto, he slaughters the goat, right? And he, he gets the blood in a bowl, right? Now, this... This goat that he slaughtered was the one that lo- that won the raffle. Okay, that's the win- that's the winning Lashem one, right? He slaughters it. Nichnas, he goes back again. to the place. Musi's getting nervous. He goes back to the place where he went in again to the Kodesh Kodesh. He stands in the same place. He sprinkles one up and seven down. This is how it count. Yatsai goes out. He puts on the second. Stand that was in the Hechal. So now there's two things of blood that have been sprinkled already on two stands, according to opinion number one. Where was this on the list? According to Yehuda, he disagrees. He says there were no two stands. According to Tanakama, there were two stands, and 
One standard special for the pod, and one standard special for the goat. According to Rabbi Yehuda, there's only one stand. When he comes back with the goat blood, he take, puts down the goat blood and takes the pod blood. Now, what does he do with the pod blood? He sprinkles it towards the parochet. So now he doesn't go back in the Kodashim now with, his, with the par blood again. He already was there already. Now he's sprinkling towards the parochet with the par blood only. Okay? Par blood, which, which was already used to sprinkle inside, now he's sprinkling again outside. Okay? Outside the curtain. On the second curtain, correct. Yeah? Again, one up and seven down. He wouldn't aim rather like a matzlif, like a, we'll see what that means soon. We count the same way. One, 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 two, one, three. Good. Now he takes the, the, the seir blood off the thing and he puts down the par blood, either on one stand or two stands, depending on which opinion we're going like. Right? Mm-hmm. He sprinkle the seir blood on the parochet outside. Again, one up and seven down. Now, then he takes, he pours the blood of the pod into the blood of the seir, and you put the full one in the empty one. You got it? So I have, let's say I have, uh, I have here, I have two bloods over here, right? Yvonne, could you watch? Okay. Hold on one second. This is not such a good example. I'll do it like this. I have two bloods over here, right? Thank you for, for the demonstration. Uh, this is the this is the pod, and this is the seir. I pour the pod into the seir, then I put the em- the full one in the empty one, and that's where we're holding now. Okay. Okay. Amen. We'll do the gemara tonight at six fifteen p.m. Whoever can make it. Ivan, you're in uh, Philadelphia. Okay, if you happen not to be in shul, fadalu. Take care.